0: And welcome back to another edition of Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. I'm Mark Carey, media director for the mayor, and it is a privilege and a pleasure to bring to you another program, our ninth episode, I believe, and an episode we've been getting a lot of traction on. So you can find us on Spotify as well. I just went there, Mayor. Welcome, by the way. Thanks, Mark. So yeah, I I was on Spotify welcoming me in my office. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the uh, broadcast etiquette, if you will, I guess. So. I was on Spotify. Do you know what Spotify is? I have is? no clue. Well, it's actually the fastest growing uh, sort of SoundCloud device there is out there. So that now they bought this Gimlet Media for a couple hundred million dollars. And pod- podcasting is, is growing is what I'm trying to say. So we were on Spotify and I subscribed to our own podcast. Although I already do it on iTunes. So I'm two of the subscribers. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we're up to about eight? <laughs> no, we get a lot of now. We get a lot. So there's a lot of people listening and downloading. We want you to tell your friends about it. And it's uh, it's podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Cook. So let's get right into it. We had a lot of good news in the uh, in the papers today in in the city of Quincy. So Mayor, let's just start by just brushing, and before we get into our real three issues that we're able to get into within this twenty five minute podcast, talk about the state uh, is about to study the graduation rates in Quincy
1: and and the success of of that for the disadvantaged and the disabled. Yes, um, uh, all credit to superintendent, his leadership team, and our educators. We have a great school system. We do. And we do because we've got so many passionate people about what they do and dedicated people at what they do. And certainly my colleagues in the school committee and the city council have been generous with the budgets over the years. Uh, our goal is uh, low class size, um, but we've also been very generous in funding uh, so many different programs to help and assist every child and family that we serve. So it's not cheap. Um, but it's important. It's one of the most important things we do in local government outside of really public safety, it would be educating our young people, our future citizens. So we're quite flattered that the state chose Quincy because of our as an urban district, we have one of the best rates of graduation and um they're coming in to look at a little more detail uh on some of the you know, the things that we do that other could apply to maybe to some other communities to help increase their numbers. Certainly a good thing.
0: Just always trying to improve, and I, I agree. Uh, our superintendent, Rick Cristofaro, good man, doing great work over there. Great, great staff, great people. He
1: is, and I know you. You, you got the uh, the local paper in front of you. There, there was also a, a story about uh, big drug bust today in Quincy, and you know we don't like necessarily talk about negative things, but the reality is drugs are everywhere in every community. And I don't care where you live. Yeah. Uh, so my my hats off to uh, drug unit. Uh, Lieutenant Glenn and his team For a really a big bust Getting a lot of drugs off the streets. So uh, we thank them That's something that we don't talk about as much We talk about the opioid ab- abuse We talk about detox centers And treatment and education But the other part of that That's very important We can't lose sight of Is that's enforcement There's a lot of uh, dirt bags out there uh, Making a living off of uh, poisoning our kids So we got to keep that effort uh, Up and strong So uh, thanks to the Quincy Police Office For the great work they did on this one
0: I concur absolutely. Well, it is spring 2019. We had uh Fenway Park opening day this week and uh you know, it's although it's a little cool out today, it's it's right around the corner, very exciting and as we move forward, we're getting closer and closer to our 400th anniversary. Now, people think that just because it's 2025, it's a long way away. Well, it really isn't. And look at in Plymouth 400 will tell you being next year, their 400th anniversary, and right. the kickoff to all of this. Uh, and the reason why you had commissioned this whole Quincy 400 initiative, it really is right around the corner. So let's talk a little bit about the Quincy 400 and your your initial first plans and your discussion about this in the beginning when you first took office. Sure, sure. No, this, it's, last uh, term.
1: this this city is, um, is so blessed uh, and so rich in history. Um, you know, you, you look at the, the country and uh, you really you got to look at this region uh, for this, for the, really the, all the things that happened initially to kick things off, to really create the, the great experiment of the republic that we've created here. And so we had some giants from Quincy here. So, uh, you know, 1625, we were settled by Captain Wollaston. And, and so that's the, that's the 400 theme since our settlement. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity really not only to celebrate our history, but to really look at every area of our city, what we do in government, how we do it, And how can we do it better? How can we better serve or best serve the residents of the neighborhoods of the city? We have some incredible neighborhoods. Um, I've always said, you know, infrastructure is important, bricks and mortar important, but, you know, the city is really made up of such a great um, group of people and dedicated people and people that just, it's a unique place. I mean, everyone comes together and helps out and whether it's a a fundraiser for somebody that uh, is ill uh, whatever the case may be, it's, for for a city of a hundred thousand, there's a very small town feel to it. Um, so we we really believe in the strength of our neighborhoods and uh, uh, the strength of our families. So how can we going forward uh, protect those, strengthen those? Uh, you know, strengthen our school system. Look at every aspect of of things and and uh, that we do in government and that people deal with each and every day. So we came up. I know, Mark, you were part of this early on. Uh, And still a part of it. Uh, Some of them, staff members and Lisa Moeller, a number of folks who have been in a number of meetings uh, since we first started talking about this. And it's come a long way because we had originally a lot of themes. We were talking about how do we break (laughs) this down without becoming too cumbersome and complicated. um, We had 20. We were meeting in your office every week the first year. And Plymouth 400 was about the
0: year of celebration. right? And you were looking at this as a master plan, if you will. As we moved to 400, you, you, and you brought up, I think this was your original idea, was jo- what John Quincy Adams talked about, planting trees for tomorrow. And as we reach this milestone, this 400th anniversary of us as a settlement in so many other communities around the South Shore we'll be doing right. from 2020 to 2030, you wanted to make a master plan. And that's what we've been commission to do and that and, and coming up with all the categories we had 20 and
1: correct and you know we will celebrate it you know wherever we are mark at that time but and the celebration is <laughs> important and but that's the easy part you know it's this is really about the challenge to each of us uh, how can we make things better and uh, so we did narrow it down from as you said we were at 20 at one point uh, and we brought it down to to six so we're looking at capital assets and transportation so that's to look at you know uh you go back to sixteen twenty five uh, you know it was there wasn't much for transportation around at that time cowpaths cow cow- and and maybe some uh some of the indigenous folks in and out with their with their boats because uh, it was a very attractive time and I'm sorry an area for that time in our history when you look at um the various Indian tribes that that called this their home it was uh so fertile the farmland was incredible here of course you the fishing was amazing, too, so it was a popular place way back when, and and I know you and I have been very involved uh, directly with, with some of the folks from the Ponca Puck tribe, tribe, uh, you know, and uh, reengaging an official um, relationship, if you will, and we've had some great meetings, as you know, with them, and, mm. and looking forward to them to be part of the celebration because they were here long before you know uh mm. the english settled it in 1625 so Wonderful. i think that's important People. to mention yeah. so capital assets and transportation is one economic growth and tourism is tourism is another uh health and wellness uh, i'm sucking it in as they say that <laughs> is is another which also that's beyond but, but, is
0: the health and the bicycles it's it's also the veterans and the oh it includes, absolutely includes
1: yeah we can get into a little bit of each of them History, arts, and culture, uh, that speaks to itself. Neighborhoods, we just talked a little bit about the strength of our cities and neighborhoods. How do we continue to protect them and strengthen them? Then, of course, education. You know, we got an outstanding school system, as we were just talking about. We also have a 60-year-old Quincy College in in our community. We also have Eastern Nazarene College, another college here uh, in our city. So we'll be looking at best practices and how can we uh, make the best of it, uh, the educational experience for every child for that opportunity to succeed. Um, so a lot of work by a lot of people, and and um, the next step now is well, you've been in the in the trenches with it, Mark. I know we did uh, about a thousand survey responses or so.
0: Yeah, we did an online survey that uh, you you know again when we put this together and after meeting weeks and weeks, we uh, put to, put out a, a, our first survey to just sort of test the landscape and find out what people wanted and where they wanted to see Quincy in twenty twenty five. Yeah, and that came out pretty good. There's a real positive response in there, so. Like and again, you had commissioned us in, in the, your letters in the beginning. And this sort of sets the tone of what this is all about. But a piece that we just fi- finished, and the reason why we're talking about this today, obviously, right? So, is uh, we came out with a piece of the results of our survey and the results of the many community meetings we had in the six neighborhoods, in right. Quincy that you were at, and and we talked to the people, and it was amazing the responses we had, along with our economic development meeting that we had with a lot of the business community. So, this is just a beginning. As you had said, uh, and then yeah, you're it's kind of
1: a it's kind of a little bit of a roadmap. But it, um, and the group did a nice job with this brochure, folks that are listening out there. we Mark and I are sitting here looking at a, a beautiful, handsome brochure yeah. that kind of uh, articulates what we've been saying here. Uh, and this is the this is the document now that we'll start to use as the basis going forward. So each of these six pillars, we're going to put together a committee um, for each of them. Some people that with uh, certain skill sets or backgrounds that would be helpful in coming up with some uh, thoughts, ideas, and programs going forward in each of the categories. So I know we've heard from some folks that have reached out and want to be part of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've directly reached out to some folks who have some tremendous background, busy people, but we want to get their their talent put to work for the city as well. So uh, that'll shake out over the next uh, uh, few weeks, I think, with the, the start of the committees. It, we'll keep adding as we go. We don't have to have it's stacked right up the front, but uh, certainly put a couple of key people in place so they can kind of lead the effort in each of the areas of uh, that we've that we've talked about under each of the pillars.
0: These admir- these mayoral advisory committees that we put together, we've started with with a couple of people, and uh, we also want to mention that this piece was was compiled the data, the synthesizing of all the data, because you know there were many many survey uh, you know ABC answers, but there were a lot of write ins on people. So, so it takes Tal- time. Talia yeah. Gillette was our. Our intern, or for our graduate student intern, who did a fantastic job in compiling the data and really was involved in Quincy four hundred. She's a great girl at great all great of our meetings. Yeah. yeah. So, but again, your your mayoral advisory committees. You know, we've passed some names to you, and you've given us some names, and we're putting those together as we speak, and that's the next step. But this piece will be available right now if you go on to Quincy four hundred dot com. Uh, or QuincyMA.gov. Um You can get this PDF version, if you will, or you can get the hard copy by giving us a call at the mayor's office at 617-376-1990. It'll be available at the library, and every department head will have one within the week.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and if there's some, uh, you know, organizations in Quincy that are interested, you've got a meeting coming up with your membership. If you want to pick up a few dozen to have for the meeting, we'll make them available to you. Um, it's it's a nice, it really is a nice summary of, of what we're attempting to do, because it, you know, you, you look at a brochure like this, and it, it, it's it's good looking, it's it's uh, it's uh, well stated and articulated, but you know, we didn't start out that way, so it it took some effort to get where we're at. And again, I want to thank everybody that was so involved. Uh, I remember at the Arts Fest, people doing surveys for this. Um, you know, we had a lot of volunteers out there nights and weekends seeking uh, input from the public. Um, some folks did it online. Some people did it by hand. Some people called us, mailed us. Uh, but putting all that together, as you said, it's easy to tabulate the ABC questions. But those areas where you ask for open input, uh, it gets a little challenging <laughs> to really tabulate that stuff and put them in c- categories. So, but we, you know, we got a thousand residents that responded. That's pretty pretty cool. Uh, people are busy in their lives to take the time to do this at and
0: twenty so, minutes at a, at a time
1: too. That's how yeah, long it took to take. Yeah, it's that a survey. long one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we appreciate people t- uh, making that effort. Yeah, we've and, learned from that as well. Maybe. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, we, hey, we always learn, right? We've uh, got to keep learning. So there's there's some neat stuff in here. There's some obvious stuff. I knew that there would be some interesting people about some of the traffic challenges that we have. Uh, you know, I think that we would guess some of these answers. But one of the interesting uh, ones that uh, come out of this, Mark, that um, was pretty consistent across the board, and that was the the call for the city to have a cultural slash performing arts slash something center uh, where we could celebrate the arts. um, And that seemed to be pretty consistent. Number one. It was the number one thing, especially the community group meetings where we got to interact with them. That was the number one uh, piece we got. So in relation to that, um, as you know, we're we're putting together a kind of an advisory committee to me on that. Uh, We're going to be involving – a number of the cultural organizations, Quincy Symphony Orchestra, the Quincy Choral Society, Quincy Art Association, uh, a number of folks we know who are just generally interested in culture and the arts. A number of people have already volunteered on that one as well. And their task is going to be kind of not to worry about funding right now or location, but let's figure out what should that building include? What, what should that space have? Uh, I know we've talked about some stuff, Mark, and with others and kicked it around in the office a little bit. You know, we'd like to have a beautiful venue for a, a uh, certainly the symphony orchestra. We'd like to have a venue so if there was a, a live show that we could have. Theater um, events, yes. Theater events. We'd, we'd love to be able to show movies from time to time. Mm. Not, not necessarily being a regular cinema, but uh, having a movie night uh, maybe once a week or whatever the case may be. So there's all kinds of pieces uh, to it. We want to make sure if we're going to do this and we're going to do it from scratch, we want to get it right. Um, this isn't... The beauty of this is we would be starting from scratch. We're not trying to take an old building and try to back something into it. This right. is an opportunity for us to build something state-of-the-art right from the beginning, uh, which would be just phenomenal. So, you know, we'll, we'll, as I said as at the start of this, we'll get into the funding part of it later. Uh, we, we really got to figure out what we want it to be, what we want it to include before we can get to that point. And then, if, of course, all going well. Uh, then we bring an architect on board and start to look at uh, possibilities for uh, for design. So uh, it's exciting; it really is. And yeah. it, that would be neat to be opening that on the celebration of the 400th. I That's mean that would, that would be uh, a goal that I have. So we'll see what happens. Things things take some time. Um, I always kid the great story about <laughs> the old town hall here, which was approved at town meeting in April of 1844. And the doors opened in November of 1844, and I kiddingly say it all the time. You couldn't get a, a bid package together in that time today to get something <laughs> out. So things take time, and and I know that. But we've got, um, you know, 2025. is sounds like a long way off, but um, time goes by quickly, as we all know. And uh, so that's one of the goals. Uh, we'll be working with that group. That group would be a little separate from the other uh, committees that we described the different pillars. This is kind of a a kind of overarching one that uh, would be a visible result of uh, this city setting some goals for for our 400th anniversary of a settlement.
0: And these pillars have, you know, overreaching. They have, they basically some of them can can cross bleed into others and neighborhoods. And some of them they all absolutely they, they, they do cross, overlap. Cross and and, yeah. Yes,
1: it's not it's not perfectly. Um, and the idea is not to necessarily have them in silos, but in order to get some things done, you kind of have to separate it out. It'll eventually all come together and overlap and be part of a uh, a complete effort uh, and a complete plan as we come closer to it. That's exciting stuff. So, again, you can just it, we could talk
0: about this forever in the, well, David McCullough's visit and what he told us to do and the education pits, but we'll do that in another time. Uh, quincy400.com or QuincyMA.gov, you can get the PDF right away, or you can get the hard copy that we've had printed uh, at the mayor's office right now at 617-376-1990. Mayor, let's just uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about the 91 mil, the, the $61 million bond uh, proposed to the city council.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, about a month ago, I presented to the city council the next phase of the downtown transformation. It included three different pieces. One was a land disposition agreement, which the city council is meeting on um, Wednesday, tonight, um, so if we're li- you're listening to this tomorrow, it will be last <laughs> night, uh, to discuss the details of the land disposition agreement between the city and Fox Rock. You mentioned the $61 million. The city council met last week on that. That is the bond authority I'm asking for the council to borrow to do all of the infrastructure work needed to get to the next phase. So we're talking about, you know, sewer, water, drain, streets, lights, trees, parks, uh, design for the new garage um, all of those items that um, are necessary and uh, needed to go forward. So every time we've done some public investment, we've seen a great return in private investment. And the key here is, and, I, and I, I rinse, repeat is the term, you know, rinse, repeat. I keep repeating myself on this because for some reason a lot of people don't grasp it. But the reality is these funds that we're borrowing, the, the bonding um, appropriation is paid back by the new – taxes in the downtown so it pays for itself so in other words you know uh Mark Carey down on home street is not paying any portion of the taxes towards downtown improvements the downtown is paying for the downtown which is huge i can't emphasize that enough because today oh, when we started this process the downtown was a liability mm. it was everything down there was falling apart and and old and obsolete you know you had the old surface lots that were a mess um, sewer mains, uh, just constant problems, and they were a liability. So they were on the dime of the taxpayer uh, across the city. We've changed that model completely by having a, called the district improvement financing model, which is allowed by the state. The diff, The diff, That's the diff. district improvement financing. People we're allowed it. to borrow money against that, and the monies um, are then used, of course, as I described, for all the infrastructure work, but it's then paid back through the new Value and the new businesses and new landlords and buildings in the downtown. So From the downtown. we capture that new value, and the value's gone up dramatically over the last five years because of the work we've been doing. The investment, both publicly and privately, have resulted in a uh, incredible uh, downtown that's being transformed, but is paying its way, and it's not only paying its way, but there's extra money being put back into the general fund, which we wouldn't have been receiving. So that so the deal. Um, that the city council is talking about. I'll just give you one example, one piece of it, because there's several parts to it. The old Commonwealth building, the old Chevys building, all that section there, that paid about 80 thousand dollars a year in property taxes as of today. We are talking about three major new buildings, one of which will be tax-exempt, the medical building, which uh, most hospitals do not pay taxes. It's just part of the – you wouldn't be able to operate because of the cost of running a medical facility. It's not a hospital, but it'll be a lot of medical services. So, once those three buildings are built, we'll be receiving just under six hundred thousand a year in property taxes from that new. So, you're, you're you're like seven times, eight times what was collected there before, even with the tax deal on the medical office building. Never mind all the new jobs it created, uh, all the new housing units that could fill. It just it just feeds on itself and it pays itself back. So, uh, it's a huge advantage to a city to be able to use that model standard practice too right there's there's other places that have had the uh have put this in place but uh there's very few that have had the success that quincy has had with it i'll say that and i say that with all humility it has a lot to do with what's going on in the marketplace uh and you know we had the plan in place so everything kind of lined up and and was hit at the same time but it, certainly i've had discussions with other mayors around the state uh, about uh the value of this and the uh, importance of this tool You know we, we talk about tools In the tool chest And this is another One of those tools
0: Well uh, with the few minutes That we have left We literally mentioned The new garage <laughs> With the crane That was there As the music Was playing us out So if you could Just one more time uh, Really let's tell people What that's about What that giant crane Is in the middle Of the downtown Love the to see cranes and Excavators <laughs> Exactly and it's is,
1: progress It is progress um, And yes If you haven't been by The square You'll see a large crane You'll see it from Many angles uh, if you go down uh, Revere Road or McGrath Highway uh, or uh, Ryan Parkway and look in towards the where that crane is, you'll see a garage coming up out of the ground. It's literally being put together like a, the old days, an erector set, or today we call Legos, I guess. <laughs> um, it's all precast concrete. That's how they build them. And uh, it's a 400-ton crane putting these pieces in place. Uh, we expect to be open in September with parking for 712 cars. The old surface lot held about 436 cars. Wow. So it's it's an improvement for the downtown. It's going to help uh, ease some of the congestion during the day. There's plenty of parking at night, folks, down there. So if you want to come to the restaurant, there's plenty of parking, particularly on the Ross side. But during the day, we do have a crunch. So this is going to ease that crunch. It's been part of the plan for the last 12 years. Um, and, again, the diff is paying for that garage. Mm. So the taxes out of the new downtown is paying itself. Um, this is huge. Uh it's a great tool and uh, and again I want to remind people of that because I no matter who I run into, <laughs> oh my tax dollars. It's no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. And I can say that with a straight phrase. It's I not. I couldn't tell in your voice. But at it's all. also <laughs> helping the general fund because we don't spend it all in the downtown, so all that extra value drops right into our general fund. Uh I think it's been in excess of four million dollars this year. So good stuff, good uh opportunities. And you know the other one I I mentioned the city council. Um, as a body and individuals over the years that, you know, have the same, uh, you know, we don't all agree necessarily on the vision, but everybody wants to see improvements. The downtown was on the decline for about 40 years. So I also want to thank our legislators because some of these tools are state tools. And unless they're created by the legislature and adopted in there, you know, they're not available. So, you know, Senator Keenan, uh, Majority Leader Mariano and and Representative Ayers and uh, Jackie Chan and, and, of course, uh, Dan Hunt, uh, all of them are very supportive of efforts. I really appreciate their help at the state level in this. So more to come, but we're making good progress, good momentum going.
0: And that's uh, pretty much a good show to wrap up on. That yeah, sounds good. That's great. This goes flies by.
1: Get out of my office, Mark.
0: Well, you can find us on Facebook
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> at, uh, at City of Quincy. Please, uh, you can find us there, like us there, follow us there uh, on Twitter as well, on Instagram. But you can find this program wherever you find your podcast, Mayor. What a pleasure.
1: Thanks, Mac.